Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where you talk trash about the things people love to hate, hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Oh my gosh, it's like we're back recording our very first episode, <laughs> oh my Shelby. Gosh, I know, I can't even believe it. We were so starry-eyed on that on that week too. I haven't gone back and listened to it. I feel like it would be bad. I feel yes. like we were still very. Bad. I'm not going back and listening to the, <laughs> our very first podcast episode about Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. When I, was that? 2018? No, 2016. 2018 yeah yes i think it was 2018 because i think the first year of oscars that we were talking about was the was the uh bohemian rhapsody uh year (laughs) we've only gotten better Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah. so jurassic world uh started our started our decision Our first movie we ever covered together. We thought, let's let's start with a good one. <laughs> well, because you're famously a Jurassic Park I'm, fan. Yeah, I mean, we've talked fan. about this to death on the podcast if people have followed along. But if they're new, that's your favorite film. You're yes. obsessed with it. You've seen it a bazillion times. Yes. You have merch. You've <laughs> seen all the sequels. You've had, read the books. You got me to read the book. I don't have book. like a poster on you my went, wall. Yeah. You <laughs> went to some sort of pop-up thing at some point. <laughs> there was like a truck. That you took a picture oh, with. Oh, yeah. I went to Jurassic Park live in concert. That was yeah, a great, a, okay, that was a great yeah. night. See, so Honestly. You're high, like, what are you talking about? I am not <laughs> that big of a fan, meanwhile. No, I am a big fan. I just I just don't have merch, I would say. You know, it's not like a collection. You have a but hat. You have a I hat. have a hat. I do. I love Jurassic Park. I It's my comfort film. I've literally rewatched Jurassic Park, Lost World, and JP3 in the last month. So not Jurassic World and Jurassic I World. I did. I did rewatch Jurassic World. Um, and Jurassic World is interesting because at the time I really enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it's very you did? like it's very like I hated that movie. It's like it's not well done, but it was nice to revisit the world. Right. And there was some oh, there was a lot of homages, like a lot. A lot of nods to the original, um, which is cloying to watch now, like over again. But at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is stupid, but at least dinosaurs roam again. <laughs> and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came out, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Truly, it, it could, it's top. T- we should honestly go through at some point and do like a ranking of like the best and worst movies that we've covered on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, because it there might some just doozies. be below. Like, I think the wrong Missy would would be below <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, but and, it is a bad movie. And whatever that terrible movie with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia oh, Spencer was, yeah. that was also that bad. Was bad. <laughs> There'd be a lot of Netflix. Oh, movies, the like wrong the Missy, power. the power. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. With the Scorpion Man or whatever. <laughs> that. Because, oh. like, obviously, the thing going for Jurassic World is they love have in the huge time of budgets. Corona. <laughs> They have huge budgets. They have the um, dinosaurs, and that's that's pretty much where the good ends, right? Like they they've really struggled to figure out stories in this in this era of dress in the Jurassic World trilogy. Um, Colin Trevorrow directed the first one, then he wrote the second one, but passed it to 
a Spanish director who's more known for known for horror. And so it was kind of pitched that this would be a horror film. It didn't end up working. It also didn't know how to find its story. It introduced a lot of weird new characters. <laughs> and it ends with this premise of about 30 dinosaurs escaping into the wild of California. Um, that's it. I rewatched that scene just to make sure I wasn't misremembering that there were like freights of dinosaurs. No, it was a single, let's call it a warehouse to be generous, of like 30 dinosaurs, most of which did not have a pair. I'll say that as well. <laughs> and even at the time watching them escape and there was like this after credit scene or like speech where they're like, we'll just have to learn to live with them or something. Like it was clear the premise of the final of the next film would be, wow, dinosaurs are among us. But even exiting that theater, I'm like, it would be so easy to take these dinosaurs out. Like it would, there's no excuse not to go in and take these dinosaurs out. Like I, I'm all for like, you know, animal activism. I don't believe in just murdering creatures. <laughs> but if you're a dinosaur and you shouldn't exist in the first place, there might be a moral uh, necessity to take the T-Rex well, and keep I don't him know from because then <laughs> we go the we get into cloning and keep it from building a nest on the world <laughs> You could want to kill the the clone daughter in this movie. Wow, this is yeah. mm. So anyway, I'm not co-signing Shelby's <laughs> thoughts on killing the dinosaurs. I think that the way they should be kept alive and so yeah. should clone people. And they can be kept people. alive, but the, the okay, they can be kept alive. They can yeah, be we put can on an island. Gun them and put, yeah. Yes. yeah, they can be put in a zoo. I don't care. But the idea of the opening sequence of Dominion, and honestly, I was laughing out loud in the theater. I knew it was downhill from there. But they decide to do this thing where, well, it's kind of weird. The dinosaurs because, are everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> they have they, multiplied very fast. Very they were fast. very horny. They got to work. <laughs> they were laying eggs left, yeah. right, and center. Life finds a way. Yes. Um, because some of them don't have... It's just like... So they have this now this clip that sets up the, the premise, which was pretty funny. And they have like clips of dinosaurs just, you know, suddenly they're overtaking parks and kids are being terrorized by compies in their farm. And then they show a map of like where the dinosaurs have spread. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did this happen? If they exist in our time frame, which is this came out in 2018 and now it's Yeah, were they swimming? Like, like I guess there could have been on? like... I guess there could have been like uh, like traffickers and stuff. Oh for well, them. that's clearly implied. Yeah. My question, my question, is dinosaurs are reptiles. So how <laughs> are they living in the snow? Like I understand that these are genetically engineered, but a big portion of the dinosaurs in yes. this movie are in cold climates, and I, I was curious like how that too, that because that was never I feel like addressed because I think I was waiting yeah. for it. And I don't remember them talking about it. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of dinosaur bones are in like Montana and stuff, but I don't know what the climate was 63 million years yeah, ago. Yeah, presumably you know? it was hotter. Because yeah, I don't know the rules. And the other thing to remember is that these are genetically modified. So they have, their DNA has been filled with like other things. So maybe, you know, they put some cold loving <laughs> blood in there. And yeah, there's a lot of questions from this premise alone because it it makes no sense how they got there. It makes no sense that they let like literally they show a nest of pterodactyls on top of the World Trade Center. And I just I literally laughed here, out loud. Here is my here's my thing though. Okay. Yes, let's say this doesn't uh add up 
all things considered, um, coherently, and that we just sort of have to take it for granted yeah. that these dinosaurs are everywhere. Like, great. Yeah. Love that for us. Um, the I would then assume that the that the premise of the film would be, oh, there's dinosaurs, dinosaurs. <laughs> around the world and how that impacts people. Yeah. No. We no, very <laughs> quickly get back to another version of Jurassic Park because apparently they're rounding <laughs> up the dinosaurs that have very quickly multiplied and spread everywhere. Yes. And then they're putting them back in sort of a new winter theme. It's like park a it's not a the park, it's like somewhere. a preserve. Yeah, right? a preserve. But there but so most it's of the movie preserve. is again set in a like secluded area that there's nobody living in with dinosaurs and some like um outposts stuff. and stuff yeah. just <laughs> like it is in the original Jurassic Park and in the Jurassic World movies so mm. it's like even though we're like we have to believe that these dinosaurs are everywhere but then we're again going to the park like I don't understand why yeah. they didn't just say oh the dinosaurs that escape we put them in this new preserve and and move on yeah if I was doing this movie it would immediately be like oh my gosh we realized that there's a there's a, I don't know, a cell of raptors or T-Rexes breeding in Arizona. You got to go catch the them. New York and then it subway. becomes like, yeah. yeah, it becomes them like sort of an extended lost world sequence of dinosaurs wreaking havoc, but you're trying to catch them. You're trying to protect them, but then you also have to protect yourself, like something like that. But what's the weirdest thing about the Jurassic World franchise is that where Jurassic Park cared about the dinosaurs and sort of the the characterization of the dinosaurs, each film featured a specific dinosaur and its behaviors that they were like, oh my gosh, like obviously the first one is T-Rex and oh, T-Rex can't see you if you don't move type thing. The raptors are so smart. We're going to go on spiels about raptors and Lost World. You have this like same journey of, oh, people think T-Rexes are cold-blooded like parents, but actually they're loving and they're going to chase us the rest of the movie because they're so defensive of their child. Every single movie was about the dinosaurs, whereas every single Jurassic World is like they don't want to talk about the dinosaurs if they can help themselves because Fallen Kingdom ends up being about like you know the the <laughs> the child well, who is the, maybe this child the, well, and they're but, making dinosaurs. But the first one, Jurassic World, is like the raptors are actually good because they're yeah. like our friends now. <laughs> We've like trained them. It's like and also the T Rex was good. The bad T Rex di- like helped. Yeah, yeah. There was like a third bad dinosaur. Yeah, that they created. So yes. it's like fake dinosaur. It's the problem of their own making. And then this movie, this third one, turns into a corporate espionage thriller where it's like literally about crickets. For 40% of the Locust. 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 It's basically like a Monsanto drama. I felt like I was watching Michael Clayton. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like, why on earth, when you have any dinosaur at your disposal, you know, we've never given this series like a, like a, I don't know, like Triceratops moment. Like there's other dinosaurs to enjoy. But instead we're doing this like whole. Superhuman locusts. Superhuman locusts that are created because this. This bioengineer wants people to use his own feed for crops or whatever. Yes, like Biosyn, <laughs> Biosyn, like Monsanto, wants <laughs> to use their genetically engineered seed and wants yes. farmers to use that. So these 
crazy locusts are killing all of the food supply around the world except for the seeds that Biosyn has created. And so, which is mentioned once and then never really explored again because then it becomes we need like it's not it isn't about them wanting to take over the food market. It's just oops, this got out of hand and now the people involved are feeling guilty. Yeah, some yes. But so there's <laughs> There's, there's no way to of, talk about this movie. There's sort of like two gr- groups of people. So in the Jurassic World movie and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom as well, we have the Chris Pratt, um, Bryce Dallas Howard situation where they are the main characters of the first two movies. We're basically following them predominantly. Yeah. I think that the franchise realized that where they were going with a sequel or a reboot, they actually needed to move into requel territory. And so they were like, we need to get the original cast back. They had Jeff Goldblum sort of like kind yeah, of yeah, in like in Fallen Kingdom, but not really. Um, so in this one, he, Laura Dern, and what's the Sam other guy's Neal. name? Sam Neill are all back and they have like a also predominant role. So <laughs> Jeff yeah. Goldblum is working at Biosyn. Um, Laura Dern and Sam Neill are going to Biosyn to investigate the sort of locust situation. Because <laughs> that's what a paleobotanist would yes. do. <laughs> and then if you remember, which I did not, from Fallen Kingdom, there's a human cloning storyline, which I had <laughs> completely blotted out of my mind. And so Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are raising a clone little girl in the middle of the woods. Biosyn needs her back, so they kidnap her. So Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard also have to go to the Biosyn place to try to rescue their daughter. So it's like uh, there's sort of three different groups, but then they all end up in... Bio, in this biosyn like um jurassic Italian world yeah, yeah dinosaur sanctuary <laughs> climate control where obviously <laughs> things go wrong and they get stuck in the territory with the dinosaur and there's a bad mm. scientist running amok as it does in jurassic bd wong Park. is there yes <laughs> the bad haircut <laughs> it um, was all a mess and I there's just... an extended oh yeah what oh oh no go for it what well, I was going to say, honestly, I wouldn't have minded on it. It would have probably been better if they'd just done Jurassic Park again, because I didn't mind the like stuff in the park itself. What bothered me more was this entire middle act, which was them going to Malta. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> they go to Malta because, um, like you said, the daughter has been kidnapped along with the child of Blue, the raptor. <laughs> And so they decide to go and rescue her. Good parenting. I'm proud of them. Um, at, and they end up in Malta, which is this big... I don't know why they would choose this tiny island. I've been to Malta. It's in the Mediterranean. It's right under Italy. I don't imagine it's like a huge seaport, but this is where the underground like uh, illegal dinosaur trading happens. And there's just this extended <laughs> confusing sequence here where they ship the daughter off to Biosyn, then Blue... And Blue too. But then they don't know that. So Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are chasing this bad girl. Bad, bad. I don't know what she is. Like, she was hired to kidnap them. And now she's She's a dinosaur smuggler. Yeah, she's now smuggling other trained raptors. Some sort of special raptor. 
that knows follows how to go a, against follows his... a laser point. <laughs> I mean, no sense. Anyways, things go amok and they end up being chased by raptors and other dinosaurs through this uh, seedy underbelly. Like Moroccan bazaar yeah. or whatever sort of. <laughs> it was very confusing. Uh, and these characters, like like this, this smuggler didn't end up mattering in any real no, but I way. loved the smuggler when she yeah. showed up. She had this like we like weird sort of sexy British accent. Yeah, I feel like she was trying to channel Vanessa Kirby yes. in uh, which movie was that? that Mission she was Impossible. In? Mission Six. Impossible. And I loved that for her. Yes, and I thought that she was a very fun character, but she was truly only in that one scene, and then she was gone. And I kept yeah. waiting for her to return, and she did not. Which was she a didn't even die. Like it seems no. like they should have no. had her get eaten or something because she kidnapped nope. a kid. Like it, like it could have been off maybe. Yeah, a spinoff <laughs> of just her. I'd watch. Yeah, and then the the old partner of Chris Pratt shows up for a stint, but then he disappears too. So it's all very. It felt so unnecessary. It felt like this movie was operating as three distinct chapters. And this middle one was just an excuse to see raptors in a city. And it's like, of all the storylines, this is the least like compelling or realistic. It's okay. just a Mission Impossible chase scene with dinosaurs. Okay. I feel like we've 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 come to the part of the show. Um <laughs> the 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 reaction to this movie, it's done very well. In theaters. Yeah. It I, has yeah. made a lot of money. It is the movie since the pandemic that has made the most money that is not a superhero movie, which I feel like is a decent, uh, you know, like that's a good showing. I think it's on schedule to make way more money than the last one did. However, it has a the lowest Rotten Tomato score of <laughs> any of the films. It, ha- it has a 30%, so which is lower than Fallen Kingdom's 47%, <laughs> lower than Jurassic Park's 3's 49%, lower than The Lost World's 53%. Like, this movie is being raked over the coals. Yeah. And I am slightly confused as to why. I Oh, you liked this. I will say this. I think that because of how much I hated Fallen Kingdom, which was a terrible movie, a terrible, terrible movie, and how much of annoyance I have with Chris Pratt just in general, and how much I, you know, was not thrilled to be seeing a movie with him, (laughs) that I went, and the fact that this, I've seen that commercial a million times, that this was the two, uh, um, the two and a half hour, over two and a half hour (laughs) runtime, I was not looking forward to this film at all. So maybe it was the fact that I went in with like rock bottom expectations, (laughs) but I did not think this was a horrifically bad movie. Matt, it was... (laughs) I thought it was sort of fun. Like I, I think was, there were fun moments, but it, it was, was a horribly put together was, film. It was kind of wild. Like <laughs> it, it didn't always make sense, but I was sort of here for that. Like it was kind yeah. of it was kind of like a little bit of a so bad it's good like camp yeah. thing. But honestly, I think like the thing that I want to see from a Jurassic Park movie is a bunch of people who somehow or another kind of get trapped in a in a dinosaur preserve that are running around you know the plots are like semi nonsensical but they're trying to to you know g- escape the dinosaurs and find each other yeah. and whatnot 
And I think that this movie sort of did that. It it kept mm. the Chris Pratt role pretty low. We had a lot of Laura Dern, which I can't really say, like, I didn't like that. I thought that the different set pieces were interesting enough, even if they sort of didn't go together. Like, the the weird dinosaur on the ice thing. Yes, the, that was a great sequence. The, the sequence where they're all sort of like running through the jungle and trying to get up to the, on, yeah. into that um, like testing area or whatnot. The raptor through the city sequence like didn't make any sense, but was sort of fun, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought there was enough stuff here that was interesting and it wasn't, terrible that i was like oh this movie feels better to me than like jungle cruise did like <laughs> i enjoyed watching it like is this a 98 percent? Right. no okay, but okay. i feel like jungle this movie cruise, that's a this movie could comparison. easily give like a 65 percent oh, okay no 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 i think it's fairly ranked i think you're right it's, that it's enjoyable in its badness it's, i think it's better than the first two movies of this series i think this is the best of i think it's more Jurassic watchable I think yes. it's more watchable, but I do not think it's better. And I think part of that is obviously we have to acknowledge the charm of the original cast. I think the saving grace of this movie is um, Ian Laura Malcolm. Dern. Well, and Laura Dern. But, okay. but I think this movie does not hold up under scrutiny in any way. No, no. In any it way. But and every any of them really? <laughs> at least like, okay, like I at mean, least like storyboarding, the first, like o- the the first, first one, one is obviously the best. I yeah. the, the first one's great. All of the rest of them are significantly worse than the first one. But oh, you're saying J- in- Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I think it's significant. <laughs> no, no, no. I Two and three of, are better of, than this, of, hands down. Of the five lesser Jurassic Park movies like Jurassic Park the franchise is a franchise that is surviving off of one great movie and now five mediocre to bad movies yes and I think that this movie is not the is not the worst of those like I think that this movie is do like I think I could make an argument that this is the second or third best movie in the franchise no 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 you'd have to rewatch two and three okay I just watched them a couple years ago. (laughs) I think, I I guess it might be like what we want from what different things we want. Cause I agree that the, like the, the charm of these movies, the excitement of these movies is the dinosaurs. But I feel like what Jurassic world forgets is that we love dinosaurs and it's not enough to just have a cool action sequence. It has to have reason. And like, and care. Yeah. We could have used some more dinosaurs. I will say that. And it doesn't even like the dinosaur action was tangential to the action of the film, like the storyline of the film. Whereas every other Jurassic, like Jurassic Park one through three, at least were all about, Oh my gosh, we're stuck with dinosaurs. How are we going to survive? We have to outsmart dinosaurs. Whereas this movie was literally like the dinosaur was circumstantial to the action that it decided to focus on, which was this weird, this weird corporate corporate espionage thing and like, oh, we have to save our daughter. And oh, she, her mom was a super scientist who, who decided to experiment on her child. 
miles. I, that all that man makes it Wild. so dumb that it's like impossible to forgive this because it's not a it's not a dinosaur movie. It it robs us of an hour of dinosaur action to instead focus on the weirdest story and character. But moment. was it so bad that it's good? Because I honestly <laughs> sort of applaud the move to be like, we're gonna make this movie about locust. Like it's such a <laughs> it's such a bad idea that it's somehow good again. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I agree. when I left the theater, I felt the same way as you did. I was lulled into a into a charmed. Uh, yeah, I was this, like, oh it my gosh, stands that was up fun. to no scrutiny, but it's a fun <laughs> time. And if there's one thing I remember about watching the last two of these movies, yeah, is that fun. it was not a fun time. It was miserable, yeah. especially <laughs> when you think about the second one, how it's basically split in half. And the first yeah. is like a depressing, like the dinosaurs are endangered species and we have to watch them all die. And then the second one was like a weird, like haunted house thing that made no yeah. sense. Like that was an actively horrific movie to watch. And then this was fun. Like I, it breezed by quickly. I left the theater and I thought, Hey, that was like a good use of an afternoon. Yeah. I just feel like the, the last end was fun enough with everyone together and the original trilogy guys making fun of the new people because they're idiocy. And like, there were enough like fun moments, like Ian Malcolm being like, Oh, what's the code? Uh, Miles Davis's birthday like that randomness was charming and funny and and then like Sam Neill making fun of Chris Pratt's like holding his hand out to stop a dinosaur (laughs) then it was like oh okay like this is good but then you remember then you like sit there and you're like wait but the heart of this movie is just absolute trash and like and the thing that frustrated me is that like they were trying to make this oh, Biosyn is bad. But then it was never really explained. Like the locust thing became secondary to even other storylines, such as the clone mom, which which again, the clone mom was insanity because she's like, BD Wong gives this whole... (laughs) Actually, one of my favorite bits is that BD Wong feels guilty about the locusts for some reason. Yeah. He's like, we need to cancel it because it's working too well. He feels guilty about the locusts, but not the other uh, 700 terrible things he's done in this franchise. Yeah, But then he finds out, oh, shoot, you kidnapped the daughter. I'm going to put together a 10 minute like history <laughs> like movie, which he does in the time that he hears that she's coming to when he just dis- when he when he gives it to her to watch and it has like voiceover and it's like your mother cared about you so much. And I was like the, the idea of watching BD Wong put this together, like in the background because he's sullen about like working for the bad guy. And he's like scripting this little, like feel good highlight reel of this woman who literally experimented on her fetus. Like it's not, it's not a good look for a doctor, you know? And what's more confusing is that it's like you, you contain the secret to the human genome and your mother was able to, what was it? Like she was able to identify because her mother died from a, from a genetic disease and, and she was able to recognize that genetic disease in her daughter and was able to identify those cells and then reprogram them through her genetic code breaking, which she did for her daughter, but not for herself. Well, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was sort of confusing. And then her daughter, then the whole storyline is BD Wong needs the daughter to like stop the locusts because if they could reprogram the locusts, then they'll stop eating the crops. And that's like forgotten until the very end when BD Wong is like, I need your help. 
Oh and no! I like, oh, okay. the whole movie. I was thinking about the locust. I did not forget about those locusts <laughs> no, for one the, second. But the need of the daughter, and then that wasn't even like it wasn't that it didn't seem like they needed much from her because it ended and she's living happily in the woods with her parents. And BD Wong has stopped the locust, and it's like, so was this just need to like? Why didn't you communicate this with Chris Pratt? Like, why did you kidnap a child? Like, what was your end goal here? Did you just need a vial of blood? Like, what was it? I thought they needed to experiment on her for the rest of her life. Well, we you needed know? a plot point. We needed some yeah. plot points. The <laughs> They shouldn't have had the clone daughter. That was a mistake from the second one that I feel like that they then had to, you know, were stuck dealing with yeah. in this third one. The And also the Jurassic Park movies all have to have a kid involved in them for <laughs> some reason, which I also don't love. I felt like this child was less annoying than some of the previous iterations. Um, and then we have to talk about the Biosyn uh, CEO being Dodson, Dodgson, which is an original nod to the first movie and they were the ones trying to steal the dna from the island um oh yeah he that's and the, so that's the connecting that's, point yeah the, the guy who gets tissue. eaten by the whatever whatever yeah, yeah yeah it's the competing like company and so now they've become the company and i feel like there was something interesting to do there but they never really milked it they just had like a weird Somehow he got the yeah. I didn't even <laughs> know that until you just bottle. said it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They like zoom in on I the was, shaving cream bottle. I it's was like, how'd you get that? <laughs> yeah, I was confused when that that came out. I was like, huh, I was like, okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember that, but I'm like, why? Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how does this? Well, I'm gonna need someone to be a little more explicit here for me. Yeah, and I feel like they also made a point of being like, Biosyn is not only collecting dinosaurs, but they are creating dinosaurs because they've 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 cracked the genetic code of the prehistoric dinosaurs. So instead of, instead of blending DNA as they had to in Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World, they've created the pure dinosaurs, which is why you get the cool raptor with feathers that um, attacks on the ice, because that's what a real raptor looks like. And I feel like that would have been interesting too, to sort of course correct the weird leaps that Steven Spielberg made in his, in his, picture of the dinosaurs and to have like this, this we like, don't know what the real take. dinosaurs look like well we i know bones. it's a continued it's a continued guesswork but the mm. bones show that they had feathers type thing you know because mm. they had the little pockets for them whatever Intriguing. anyways i just feel like they could have made the dinosaurs more central to the story because even in this they kind of have this passing moments where it's like look we can't no, have dinosaurs I need to say this. and Laura Dern <laughs> and the locusts you have to pick two or three and we're picking locusts and more dinosaurs but because they also have this storyline where they they have this picture for a big final moment and they're like oh yeah T-Rex isn't the main hunter here because we also created this dinosaur and it's like I've never heard of this dinosaur oh, before. Yeah. Like, I was, why do you I was make us like, care was about this, it? I was like, was this a dinosaur from the second one? Yeah, I no, couldn't remember. It wasn't. It wasn't it was at a all. new one. And they also introduced another weird dinosaur with the long claws, which they never name or kind of explore why. It was, it was called Long Claw. That's what they <laughs> called it in Land Before Time. It was never like addressed, and I feel like that's the charm of the first three is that you know what these monsters are capable of because you like have whatever our understanding of them are and so that's why we it's exciting figured to watch it out fight. it could but stab it fun. and it the long like... claw was bff <laughs> with the sharp tooth and then yeah. they killed that yeah it was just like it was it was messy and i felt like that was dull in a way because the first two-thirds of the movie are a lot of chris pratt a lot of bryce dallas howard i feel a lot like of it's the not that much of chris pratt honestly I mean, in I the grand scheme of things, out. it's not that much Chris Pratt. 
Yeah, but the fun didn't start until like the three the three originals came together, and Ian Malcolm got to be his weird, quirky self. And no, they the were fun like... started when that British woman <laughs> was at the Moroccan bazaar. <laughs> She was she was great. Yeah. A scene I stealer. Mean, <laughs> like they just don't know what to do with with Bryce Dallas Howard and um Chris Pratt because even at the beginning their characterization was just off well, the charts bonkers because it was pra- like Bryce Dallas Howard was rescuing animals from a farm. <laughs> And that was never like explained. Well, the problem is, is that with those two characters is that they were bad. They're very boring. From the start. And I think like probably in their contracts at the beginning, like they were the two leads of yeah. this franchise. And in yeah. the first one, he is what? Like the Raptor trainer. Yeah. And she is the, um, and she's, she's like the, the really owner. like stuck it up, stuck up parked owner. So they did have some, um, like some room to grow there but i think they just were profoundly like unlikable and sort of bland yeah. characters in the first one and they had very then, bad chemistry yeah and then in the second one they sort of had to make her good all of a sudden and <laughs> and they didn't really know what to do with him because his whole thing in the first one is just that he's friends with the raptor and like that really wasn't <laughs> a plot so then so they didn't know what was going on so i think they smartly in this one were like okay we're downgrading them a bit and we're gonna upgrade some of these other characters and try to make it slightly more interesting but yeah they didn't really know what to do do with them and i don't think i mean chris pratt i think is best when he is a funny man and not a lead man or leading man which is not how this movie is using him and i think that bryce dallas howard is a good actress but Mm. but she is also misused here i don't think she's a good like leading lady i think she's a good like um, character actress like I think mm. she's best in things like the help or that episode of Black Mirror that she's yeah. in like she's better when she's able to be sort of like more chaotic yeah. and in and having the two of them play like these like very straight like by the numbers like yeah. don't go characters. over the bridge yes there's just not like and in this one they're both supposed to be kind of like parents which is a weird energy <laughs> yeah. for them that they didn't have in the early ones it's just like they don't have anything to do like, I'm gonna they're have miscast <laughs> yeah and they're 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 the worst part of the movie yeah yeah it just felt like painful to watch at parts because it was asking me to make logical leaps that I just physically couldn't like it was too much and it felt like even in the end the chaos it was like this CEO is probably the worst bumbling idiot I've ever seen but he's not portrayed as a bumbling idiot so it felt like there had been room for him to be maybe someone more like I I don't know they wanted him to be like seedy and bad and serious but then he was doing dumb stuff like lighting locusts on fire and then they escaped and literally <laughs> caused a mass forest fire. And their solution to a act of God like that is that all the dinosaurs end up coming into their <laughs> into their facilities. I don't know why. But he was also a kind of guy who would literally let people be murdered by dinosaurs just to get out of his way. But then he was also willing to let Ian Malcolm go, even though he knew that he knew. And so he was not going to kill Ian Malcolm, but he was going to kill. Um, yeah, the bad guy needed to be Alan meaner. Grant. Yeah. And and it was just like very confusing. Um, and I felt like all the dinosaur moments with them was less like 
fun because it was kind of unexplained. Like, like the raptor on the water was very cool. And I appreciated that they didn't know what was going on because they don't know dinosaurs that well. But then things like the Laura Dern and Sam Neill being caught in the tunnel being chased by these dinosaurs, which I don't even remember their names. And it didn't make sense. It seemed like there was a moment where Sam Neill could be like, whoa, these people are going to kill us this way. You know, like something informative. But instead it was just like, I don't know how to feel. It's not like, why are these dinosaurs behaving this way? And I think I think because you like the original <laughs> so much, you are holding this to a standard of the original. Where I think I went into this knowing that it was going to be nowhere near the, that, and so I'm holding it Jurassic to a Park standard 3. of like of like was this was this not a miserable time at the theater? And yes, it was not. Okay, but everyone hates on JP three and Lost World, but. I think those are better than this because I remember liking I, I feel like my thought watching this is that it I remember enjoying this movie a lot. I remember feeling sort of like meh about Lost Kingdom. I liked JP3 more because I felt like it was a little bit more outlandish yeah, and a yeah. little bit more horror. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No, this is just like two. I think I would agree with you if it had cut out like a hour it was too long and bothered with like too much randomness that yes you could ignore because they did end up having some fun dinosaur moments but it just all felt so superficial and like and just like greedy the way they're like oh well we don't have to think about this anymore because people will show up it's like yes we will show up but you should have done your homework better you should have done a little bit harder on this like you should have given us a little bit more of your time and attention because it just felt like lazy in a way it felt patched together and it felt kind of like this is how you want to go out like you could have made a good movie and instead you made one that's just fine so here's my question (laughs) going forward from this film i think that like this is the end of this trilogy i feel like it would be unlikely if they were to make a fourth movie based on uh, you know, like these characters, I think that this movie has done, it's done better than it was projected to, but they have sort of said like, ah, like, I think it's time to take like a little bit of a break. I think that they probably were under some stress because they had to make these three movies, but like the second one didn't do as well. Um, <laughs> but do you think that at some point they will go back to this well and try to resurrect this for a third time? Or do you think this is the last we've seen of, we'll see of Jurassic Park? I mean, does it have a financial success marker on it? Like, yes. But I think people realize that, like, it's pretty tired. And the only thing working for it at this point is the original, like, love and devotion. I don't imagine kids growing up. Like, I don't think Penny will grow up being like, wow, Jurassic World's a great movie. Like, I love Jurassic World 1, 3 through 5. You know, it's like, I just feel like it's a bad... (laughs) It leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So I'd be surprised if they did it. But I also wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? <laughs> this I is mean, a land of like remakes and requels and whatever. Um, and, so like, it's hard the, to say never. But the the universe of like dinosaurs is, I think, exciting. Yeah. So I like I could see them trying to take another stab at this. But at the same time, I feel like, yeah, it's hot. Like they would ha- someone would have to come up with a really good, compelling idea, I think. Yeah, because just redoing another like there's a park with dinosaurs yeah. doesn't feel exciting to me anymore. I think what they should do is like fast forward. Everyone's like 
killed off all the dinosaurs or they've been put away in a park or something. And it becomes this like weird psychological thriller where one person thinks they're being stalked by a, a raptor. raptor. And he's like, I swear there's a raptor and it becomes like this because the raptors are super intelligent right like in jurassic park 3 sam neill tells us that if if raptors exist today they would become the dominant they would be the dominant creature the head of the food chain and so i think it would have to be something where there's like a singular dinosaur like on the hunt like maybe something like anaconda or like beast or you know one of those like mm -hmm. african safari gone wrong vibes where they're being stalked by something that they're not sure what it is. I think something like that could work. I mean, even that, I feel like that is sort of like a Stranger Thingsy kind of model of yeah. like, there's a there's some kind of monster and yeah. you don't know what the monster is and oh, it's a Velociraptor. I could yeah. see. <laughs> and I think they need to move away from this trapped in a park thing because they clearly don't know how to make it work anymore. Like they either regurgitate the same issues or they think too outlandish and just have all the dinosaurs converge with no real rhyme or reason and so i feel like i feel like they wanted that fight between the t-rex and whatever else apex predator they had and the claw hand to be more meaningful to like feel like watching the t-rex fight off the raptors in the first one and it doesn't because we don't care about them so i feel like they'd have to pivot back towards like someone loving dinosaurs and talking about what about I don't know, this you know? instead of like uh on land it's it's like um at the bottom of the ocean and mm. there's mm. A, some kind of creature yeah and it's people and they're sort of like stuck in an underground or, or an underwater like space station thing and then it starts to get like cracked and then the <laughs> group of them have to sort of travel from okay, one to okay, another wait, 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 wait. i have a good idea i have a good okay. idea okay so in the deep sea there's a split in the time space continuum and the megalodon dinosaur thing goes through it to the past and it turns out that that is one of the monsters that our ancestors wrote about in the sea and it's eating everyone but they don't know what it is because it's a dinosaur and jason statham is there and jason <laughs> statham is there and so you know i think there's room and to ruby like rose okay 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 we've had jurassic park we've had jurassic world now it's jurassic universe right jurassic they're in outer park space. space it's outer they, space yeah they decide to ludicrous is driving them a car up there and but since they added a special dna marker to these dinosaurs it turns out they can exist in space like they can breathe in space so now astronauts are being attacked by dinosaurs and they have to, like, figure out how to fight them in space. Hmm. What if we did something that was, like, a sort of, like, speed racer kind of a thing, <laughs> but that you were, like, riding the dinosaurs instead? Okay, you know, like, okay, a sort yeah. of, like, a pod racing kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. If like, you will. Okay, okay, okay. We fast forward. It's it's 300 years since the since this time. The world is in a Mad Max scenario desert. And Ooh, all we have I are like that. Our survivors yes. and our dinosaur yes. friends. I honestly think post-apocalyptic dinosaur yeah. is a genre that we have not seen that I could really get behind. Yeah. I think that makes think, a lot of sense because... Yeah. Then it's like the the humans have less equipment, so they're more mm -hmm. afraid of the dinosaurs. It's yeah. sort of almost going back to like a prehistoric John Carter exactly. kind of moment. Yeah. And also the dinosaurs would survive better on kind of like a deserty planet. Yeah, they've I been think. through this before. It makes sense. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, this is the body remembers. You know, they they feel it in but their the bones. body keeps the score. If yeah. You will. <laughs>
<laughs> um yes okay i like this idea for us yeah. uh colin trevorrow give us a call <laughs> Uh, what else was what else did you want to talk about with this movie is there okay, are there other things notes. to address I said, oh i said the water raptor is pretty cool but why are they making all these new dinos oh guessing the password pretty funny jurassic world not a fan okay are we funny. just gonna read all of these notes do <laughs> you have do you have room, any like, talking points that aren't based on yeah. uh like plot points that you disliked from the movie that you felt okay, were okay. nonsense let me think really fast um, like do we want to talk about performance? oh i do, do want to mention the score i do, do want to mention the um that you know they're trying to give reason for the original characters to be there and so uh, Laura Dern oh, approaches yes. Sam Neill again. Can we talk about... And there's a yeah, weird chemistry the there. The weird romantic yeah. aspect, which I feel like is sort of odd given that the most recent news story about them was that Laura Dern was like, oh, it, this was weird that the character's age discrepancy was so much in the original. Yes. And, and she obviously said that knowing that she was going she to... She said be, that on tour for this movie. Yes, on tour for the movie tour. where the two of them are yeah. in love. I think had she not said that, yeah, I no would have been would have completely <laughs> fine with this. But because she said that, I was like, oh, this is weird again. Yeah. Well, because also she does feature in JP3 where she's kind of retired from the workforce and is raising two kids with this man her husband <laughs> well she they got a so, divorce yeah, yeah yeah so in this movie they very quickly wrap that up and it's like oh yeah they're in college oh i'm single but i've always like it's great being back here and sam neil's sad because he has no family and he's realized he's lonely in his work which is fine that's a fine character storyline but it is weird it, it feels weird and i was trying to think why because like we said a few episodes ago when we did talk about that comment like they did have vibes in the first one but it was never like fully explored and they weren't like physical and those movies were never like totally worried about relationship drama because obviously there were bigger issues at hand so it was weird that instead of allowing that same energy to work in this it became much more explicit to the point where they did have this big makeout at the end that felt kind of like i don't know they just it didn't work for me yeah it was a weird energy <laughs> It didn't seem necessary because it could have been implied. It could have been like, oh, coy smile. Like, because he's like, I'm going with you. You know, like, I, I'm i going to stick with you. And it's meant to be this big moment where he realizes what he wants and he takes it and he gives it a smack. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I, 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 the, the, people were excited to see Lord, Dean, Lord Dern getting some action. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, she deserves better, honestly. I would like to talk briefly about this release strategy that they have going on because I think this is odd and obviously is based on some kind of weird contractual thing, but it's being released now in theaters. Yeah. Within the four months of it being released, so at some point, I'm not sure when, it's going to Peacock, which oh. makes sense because this is an NBC Universal movie. NBC obviously owns Peacock, so that sort of makes sense. Interesting. However, that's for four months. Then it's going off Peacock and on to Amazon Prime for 10 months. <laughs> then it's going no, it's off not. of Amazon Prime back onto Peacock for another four months. And then after that 18-month deal with Peacock and Amazon, it will air on Stars for what? a while. <laughs> and then it will go back to Peacock finally. What the that's royal hell? very weird. Is that According like a- to Wikipedia. That is so weird. That is very strange. I guess, I mean, that's just them bickering amongst themselves, right? They're just, it's a child of divorce. They have to take their turn. 
at either house. I'm just sort of shocked that this had that much like like that the <laughs> that the they've already made these deals for so long before this movie even came <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I have no idea how that works for like traditional film, like any film ever. Um, but I guess they're planning ahead. You know, they've got they've got this really great film. They need to. <laughs> Yeah, people Strike are going to be excited to watch this. I mean, I'm a, it's a fun time. Yeah, this would, you know what? This it. would be this would be a good plane movie, I think. Yeah, it's really think, long, though. I think you're misremembering how like long and how boring parts of it are. Yeah, but I loved The Locust. And I loved The love Woman the in the Sand. <laughs> I love The Locust because I kept thinking to myself, this is so weird. This is so strange <laughs> that they were like, you know what a, a franchise about dinosaurs needs? Uh, the main plot line to be about Locust. Like, I just yeah. kept thinking about that in the theater and being like, Somebody went into a meeting and pitched this and everyone else was like, yeah, yeah even though this movie's about dinosaurs and people want to see dinosaurs, we're going to have the main yeah. crux of the film be locust eating crops. I know. Even though they're like in the end of Fallen Kingdom, and, they're like yes. dinosaurs loose in North America. It's like, oh, well, we're not going to spend much time here. So see you later. Yeah, it, it's just abroad. so such like high camp for me that yeah. that was the plot that I, every time it came up, I was just sort of giddy yeah it seems like honestly the opening sequence of now this and like all the dinosaurs living everywhere it seems like it would become problematic in say new york where there's literally a pterodactyl family on top of the world trade center like how many human deaths have happened by these dinosaurs like well, why that's aren't what i why feel. aren't the good guys with yeah. guns going out i mean and, like, obviously people would have killed the dinosaurs or something <laughs> you know it's like they like would they're, not they're have mad. gotten they're flesh that eaters. chance they yes. are carnivores yeah they aren't just going to be nice to I you because you hold out other, your hand and wave your little... The, your little every <laughs> other carnivore species is, is you know, a, becoming extinct because yeah. they could <laughs> potentially kill humans. So yeah. it would make no sense that the one... Like what's the gestation period on a dinosaur anyways? Like, how long does it take to Unclear, but I think a while. I mean, I guess it's eggs, so maybe yeah. it's like more of a more bang for your buck kind of vibe because <laughs> but... there were a lot of dinosaurs in malta let me tell well, you because theoretically <laughs> most large animals mm. are given birth like one at a time you know from right, each yeah. other yeah, and you're... so that's what makes the extinction so easy is because like hippos only give birth to one hippo at a time mm, whereas reptiles have eggs <laughs> so it's like a, a t-rex could give birth to 10 t-rexes at a time because of the <laughs> eggs <laughs> thank you thank you dr matt i right your correct here i mean yeah i guess because i just don't know anything the about dinosaurs well yeah but isn't that a plot in the book like yeah, the no, nest it makes sense it does the map. and the eggs yeah yeah no, it does yeah okay i saying, read the book i don't know i don't know i'm anything qualified about how long it takes a crocodile egg to cook you know what you had versus... a lot of opinions <laughs> on dress wear and fabric restoration in the last episode for yeah. knowing nothing about that and now all of a sudden oh i i couldn't i couldn't put forward an opinion about dinosaur eggs all of a sudden she's really conscientious yeah. about yeah, what yeah, she yeah. speaks yeah, out yeah, about yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. I, I can't talk about imaginary dinosaur eggs but if you'd like to talk to me about zipper reconstruction you can talk i now about have it. an expert. i welcome it i appreciated the the tone the, of authority. I, I like that it. this has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is a bad movie. This Matthew. deserves better than that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The amount of we movies that we've better. covered on this podcast that Probably have higher have than 30%. No. 
This uh, is- there, what was Jungle Cruise's score? This movie was better than Jungle Cruise. I will go on the record and say that. This movie was probably more enjoyable than Jungle Cruise, but a lot of that is because of nostalgia and because dinosaurs are cool looking. I Yeah, I don't care. That should factor into the Rotten Tomato score. You know, cool. they could also do sort of a... That got a 62%. I, I think that this movie is worth a 62%. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It features a storyline where a dinosaur just is able to produce an egg on her own with no Jungle with no Cruise mate. got nominated for Comedy of the Year for the People's Choice Awards. I mean, it's People's Choice Awards. Who, like, what do you think? What else was it up against? I don't know. We're this devolving. Is though. This is this is turning into our own Jurassic World. Wow. Uh, okay. Wait. 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 No, wait, wait, wait. I've got to wrap no, this up. I've no, got to wrap it up. I, I really do. <laughs> I need to. I need you to to get. Okay. The comedy of the year for last year. The options were Free Guy, Coming to America, He's All That. What even is that? Did you watch that? He's, He's all, all That is the Netflix starring the uh, TikTok girl. Okay. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Jungle Cruise, Space Jam A New Legacy, which is famously our worst movie from last year, Thunder Force, and Vacation Friends. What is that? Vacation Friends is like a Hulu original. This is insane. Is it that insane, Matthew? We covered half of those movies. <laughs> I know, but I'm like the to that those That's, got nominated. Those were the comedies the that came people, out. The people voted for those? People, I mean, like you're talking somebody... about the same people who made the Flash entering the force field, the number one scene of a movie in the history of the year. So it's like, uh, I don't think we can like put guess, much faith. Guess in what one movie voters. of the year last year? Guess what one movie of the year? Do you Matthew. want me to give you the nominees? Do you want me to give you the nominees? <laughs> no, I this want this episode to movie, be done. No, okay, this is the last thing, and then the episode will be done. Movie of the year. Here are the nominees. Black Widow. These are in alphabetical order. Black Widow. Coming to America. Dune. F9. No Time to Die. Shang-Chi. The Tomorrow War. And Venom. Let There Be Carnage. What do you think <laughs> the best movie of the year was? I want to say um, the Black Widow. Yes! How did you get that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just seemed like the most star power of the film. I guess that is shocking to me. The Black Widow won an award. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it okay. Is. Anyways, Jurassic <laughs> we'll World. This gets any three, people's choice nominees. Dominion. I'm sure it will based on yeah. these these nominees. <laughs> yeah, the um, on the floor. We'll be back next week talking about Elvis, which yeah, theoretically like could get much. some nominees. Yeah, we'll have to. Be you we're, know, we're it's crazy. It is, uh, After I um, uh, did awesome the movie, project. I just I can't stop talking about this. I couldn't go back. <laughs> I've just only been able to talk about this ever since. So I'm moving into a southern, like, yeah, Blanche DeBose kind of thing. But okay. we'll get it. We have a week to yeah, practice. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll practice. I'll practice. I'll practice. Okay, I okay, swear. Okay. 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 This was great. Good times. Follow us <laughs> on social moment. media. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Go back and listen to our first episode. Actually, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>